So this is uh, Talk Derby to me, Coronavirus 21. So three weeks in a row now, we've done a podcast every day. We've been doing the all-time Derby County 11s, as as you've heard. We've had uh, various people on talking about theirs and, and someone who's been on the podcast before with all their Derby County memories. We've had a really good Derby County chat before is uh, Ashley Manoff, uh, Soccer M, producer of Soccer M. Uh, last time we... We spoke to him. We was in London. Now he's on the phone via the the miracles that of technology. How are you? I'm very well, Blake. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's uh, it's a bit boring and uh, it, but it's got to be done. It's necessary, isn't it? We had a quick chat before, and like we said, uh, it could be a bit worse concert for us both. Uh, yeah, you know, it's um, it's just one of uh, we just got to stay in and um, you know, do what we can and um, yeah, help the people in need. So, yeah. It's yeah, it's going to be difficult, but like um, getting content out there, it, it poses into quite interesting questions like the all-time Derby County eleven. Have you you've seen mine, Ash? I have seen yours. Yes, I um, uh, I was impressed with it. Um, I mean, it, it's it, it's difficult. I've umdenard over my Derby County eleven quite a bit because it's very it's very difficult because there's so many players you want to put in, and uh, you can't just have six seven strikers can you you've got to uh, have a bit of a formation to it i think yeah and um and for some people it's all about i think the the, the team i picked it's about who i think and who i saw play um i was seen to get older for about 10 years so mid mid 90s to the early sort of late what do you call them noughties i suppose yeah, you call noughties, them yeah. uh, something like that noughties, so yeah so um uh yeah it's it's mainly players that i've seen and i think they've had an impact on the club who've been great servants to the club and uh, who i thoroughly enjoy watching play and there, there, there might be a couple of uh, interesting ones where people think that's a bit strange but i'm i'm i'm, I'm gonna go with what uh, i think and what i believe that's what makes it so interesting though because there's not going to be two the same is there no no you know um there's going to be loads of different uh, combinations. I think there might be a few teams that have got, you know, the same player, maybe two players in them. Mm. Uh, I mean, it depends on when you've watched Derby County, but certainly over the last 35 years, you know, there'd be a lot of people that might pick the same two players. Or, But yeah, it's, it's going to be completely different based on personal opinion and what you've seen. Um, and yeah, no, no two teams are going to be going to be the same. No, quickly to recap mine, I'll get yours in a minute, Ash. I went um, Carson, Chris Powell, Stimak, Carbonari, Wisdom, and then uh, a, tri- a, a diamond in the midfield of Vandalar, Nasanovic, Hughes, Iranio, and then Martin and Christie up front, just to recap my, my kind of side. I think out of them, I know you'd have picked one of them. I don't want to spoil it, One, but I know one of your favourite players is in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I'll let you go ahead with yours, mate. If you want to, you want to go ahead. I'm going to go. Obviously, starting goals. It's normally uh, quite a good place to start, isn't it? <laughs> starting the keeper. Um, there's sort of three keepers uh, in my sort of uh, watching of Derby County. I started going very occasionally when I was about five, five or six, and Shilton was in goals. Peter Shilton, and uh, I got the tail end of his career. And to see England's goalie from Italian 90 in goals at the baseball ground was um, an incredible 
experience to see him in goals was just great. You know, he's a very famous footballer. So being goals for your team was pretty incredible. And then um, later down the line, obviously Derby's last keeper, um, regular goalkeeper, Scott Carson, had made some outstanding saves. I remember seeing him play, you know, away at Fulham in the playoff semi-final. He was making yes. some outstanding, uh, outstanding saves to keep us in the game. Yeah. Um, and he's he... Is, is, a, is a very good goalkeeper and I think um, he's proved a lot of people wrong with his performances at Derby and how good he's been. Um, but my goalkeeper uh, is Mark Poon. Yeah. Um, he was just so professional in his approach and um, his kicking was amazing. He could, he could kick it really high, if I remember rightly, <laughs> and get it up the pitch. And um, he was, good, he was good, good at catching. Uh, he's a good, good goalkeeper. Very good at saving penalties, um, and yeah, just a professional goalkeeper. Sort of raised the standard. You know, Estonia's number one goalkeeper for a very long time, and yeah, uh, for me that was fairly straightforward. Carson came close because of what he's done, but I remember when Poom came in towards the end of the first Premier League season. Um, he he really raised the the standard, I think, and uh, yeah, he was an excellent goalkeeper. So Mark Poon was in goals for me. He only just missed out on mine, but yeah, well, I can see, I can see that because I suppose if you've seen Carson play a bit more, yeah, and... I remember the sketchy of Poon. Like, yeah, never been good, but I can remember Carson being consistently brilliant. So I think that's what yeah. sets it for me. Yeah, I think Carson. Some of you know some of his performances really stood out, and and um, yeah, he's he he's a notable. He'd be on the bench, put it that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, ready to step in, and then I'm going to go for a back three. Um, I'm going to go obviously Eagle. Eagle. Eagle Stimak is just like just an absolute warrior for Derby County. <laughs> um, he's just a fantastic footballer. Um. You know, he, he really um, captured people's, you know, people loved him. People loved him. People probably still chant his name now at Pride Park. You know, Eagle, Eagle. Yeah. He's, um, he, he really, the city really, you know, if you weren't into Dart, uh, if you weren't into Derby County, the town would know Yeah. who Eagle Steamac was. They didn't, you know, they might not follow Derby County. If you said Eagle Steamac, they'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 we know him. Yeah. Because he was, he was, he was just a massive name for us, and he really, um, really helped Derby get into the Premier League. He's a big reason why they got into the Premier League uh, in in '96. Uh, so, um, yeah, Stimac, easy. He, uh, would he be my captain? I'll tell you who my captain is at the end. I'm going to go Stimac, and then alongside him, um, he didn't play very much for Derby. He only played seven months, I think. I'm going to go with Paul McGrath. Yeah, he's made quite he, a um, actually. He, um, he's, uh, you know, again, like Stimak, he was on the pitch. He was so imposing for opposition players and he was quick. I think a lot of players that have played against Paul McGrath, they always talk about how they would beat him and just before they were about to shoot, he'd be there. Yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd caught up somehow. Uh, and he was a good player as well, you know. He was good with his feet. He was good in the air, and it was another great signing by Jim Smith. Obviously, he needed his experience in there, um, 
And I think he played a huge part in keeping Derby up in the first season of the Premier League. Because I think if they had gone, it would have been a massive shame had they gone down yeah. after the first season. I remember so much joy against Crystal Palace, beating them at home 2-1. You know, the, the joy on the people's faces and the team and Jim Smith, you know, those are great memories to finally get into the Premier League because we'd had a few goes uh, in the previous seasons. And then, obviously, once we got there, got to stay there. And then he went out and signed. Paul McGrath. It's funny because I think now, obviously with the transfer window, I think McGrath signed in like October, so the season had been gone, what, had been going two months. Yeah. Now you wouldn't be able to do that because you've got to get all your signings done by August. You know, so it, it um it was just a great great signing. Smith was very good at just signing gems and knowing where where to get them from. So I'm going with Paul McGrath alongside Stimac. Yeah. Um. He uh, now this next one is an interesting one because an hour ago I changed my mind. Okay. Um, I was. It's between Taribo West and Christian Daly. Okay. Now, now Taribo West, I actually saw him in the stand watching a game. And I was like, why is he watching a game? Uh, you know, it yeah. was a midweek game. And you can't miss Taribo West because no, he's about no. six foot he's about six foot five and he's got the you know the two two sets of dreadlocks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, he is Taribo West and uh, he, those two sets of dreadlocks are just brilliant. Uh, either side of his uh, of the back of his head. And and he's really broad. Um and I thought, why is he here? It didn't really dawn on me that Jim Smith would go and sign a former Inter Milan centre-back to try and help Derby out, but that's exactly what he did. <laughs> um, and, and again, he raised the bar, I think, in standard-wise, because Derby was struggling a bit. They had two young centre-backs at the time, in Rigger, Chris Rigger and Danny Higginbottom. Yep. Um, and I think, it'd be interesting to see what Higginbottom and Rigger say, but I think West really brought them on. You know, he'd come from Syria, he was Nigeria's best defender, he was again like Stimac, strong, good in the air, very athletic. Yeah. Um, but the reason um, I thought of him because he was that good. I'm not going to go with him because I think in my team I've only really got one space for one player that that made an impact in a short period of time, and I've gone with McGrath. Yeah. Uh, purely because he kept uh, helped Derby stay in the Premier League that season. So I'm going to go with a personal favourite is Christian Daly. Now, Daly, when he was signed in 96, yeah. um, I think Smith played him as a midfielder and he played in midfield and he looked, <sighs> he was very athletic, very quick, good tackler, good in the air. And then, I don't know what happened, but someone must have got injured and he played him at right centre-back because they used to play three at the back more often than not. And he would play anywhere for Derby, I think. I think he played up front a couple of times and he would play anywhere. He was quick, quick for a defender. You know, he, he got into the Scotland squad, went to the World Cup um, and he looked quite cool. I knew he was, he was into his music and... Um, you know, I quite like uh, Travis, you know, the Scottish band. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, he could fit in that band. 
He's, uh, he's he looks a bit like a rock star, you know, a Scottish rock star, <laughs> and and he was a great servant for Derby, you know, um, uh, and I think he was my cousin's favourite player as well. So um, uh, I just uh, I, I needed someone in there who I thought had contributed to Derby County, and yeah, I'm going with Daly. He was quite a cool player, quite a he seemed quite softly spoken as well, you know, but he was, he worked very hard on the pitch. He was a good footballer. Um, and yeah, he completes my, uh, my back three. I thought he, yeah, he was probably one of my favorite players in, in, in the batch of players that, um, Smith signed in the first season of the Premier League. And he ended up um, for quite a bit of money actually after he was converted to a centre off. Well, there you go then. He ended up signing for Blackburn, I think. Wasn't yeah. he? Five five million, something yeah. like that? In the late wow. Which is a massive amount of money then, wasn't it? It was huge, yeah. I mean, Blackburn, I think, signed Lee Carsley as well for, for quite a bit of money as well. So, uh, obviously, he and then he had a good career in the end. Went to play for West Ham. Yep. West Ham. Um, and then, you know, he played for Scotland. You know, he, he's an underrated player and he obviously scored against Forrest away to make it one all and gave a Ravinelli celebration yeah. he put his shirt over his head yeah. after he slotted it in beautiful finish side foot finish from about 12 yards out and then in front of the uh, derby fans he celebrated by putting the shirt over his head and i thought yes anyone that does that <laughs> at forest yeah you can make my uh dream 11 anytime so yeah there's been a few forest goal scorers that have made in just on that from the five six people everyone's got one person in and their memory is them scoring an unbelievable goal against Forest. So you've got to have one in there. Uh, yeah, you've got to have one in there. Yeah, yeah. He, um, yeah, Daly. I think um, he he just went about his business and uh, was a was a was an excellent player for Derby. And um, yeah, could play anywhere really. I think Smith bought, like I say, we played in midfield and then ended up playing at the back. Um, and uh, yeah, contributed massively, and especially in that first season, um, a player that could play anywhere you know, really benefits you when you're first in the Premier League and uh, he was excellent. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Christian Daly. Probably, I'm not sure many people would go for him, but he, um, yeah, he, he he was a favourite of mine. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Slightly before my time, but I appreciate yeah. what a servant he was. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. You're, you're, um, you can only go off what you've seen. So, yeah, it was probably just a bit before before your time. Um and then obviously I've got three so three at the back, so I've gone Stimac, McGrath, Daly. And then uh I've had to cheat a little bit because I probably wouldn't put Stefano Irani at right wing back. I'd probably put him in midfield, but he did play right wing back a couple of times under Smith. I mean it's amazing to see if you look at his career stats, you know, he played for Genoa. AC Milan, then Derby County. It's just <laughs> such a, so you know, it, it's like really. I saw, you know, he was AC Milan and then he came to play for Derby. He was just incredible. I think I said on the podcast when I did it a few months ago, he never gave the ball away in the three years he was here. He was he was a, a class player, good penalty taker, be, like beautiful footballer, passing the ball. Um, he had a good rapport with like Bayana, Wanchop, Sturridge. You know, they were destroying teams at Bride Park. No one really could get near him. One memory of mine later in his career, he um, against Leicester at home. I think we were one nil up with about five minutes left. The game was quite tight, 
and not really known for his pace or actually beating players. But I remember he beat sort of two players by just weaving in and out and then he slotted it past the keeper and I just thought that is class for someone with no pace yeah. to just out, you know, um, outthink everybody on the pitch was just great. Um does that think a word? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, he was just unbelievable. I'm guessing he's made a few teams. Yeah, you, you're, it's actually the second time he's made it a right wing back. Matt McGibbon, the announcer, put him at right wing back as well. So. Yeah. Everyone's put him in midfield, yeah? Yeah, well, he's right, yeah. He think he's been in probably, I think that's, he was in mine. Um, I put him on the right side of the diamond. So, kind of uh, right sided, more centrally, but obviously give you width. But. Um, in Matt McGibbon's side, he, he put him at right wing back, exactly the same as you have. Yeah, because he was he 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 wasn't a full back, no, not really, and he wasn't really an attacking winger. Um, and I know he played a few times at right wing back, uh, but I think he was you know he was more effective in midfield. Um, but um, I, yeah, I, I've put him there because of um, obviously personnel who I will uh, announce later. Yes. Uh, that's the reason why he's had to go uh, on the right wing. Um, right, where am I up to now? Right wing back, right, I'm on left wing back. Now, this is a bit tricky, this one, because I couldn't really think of who to put in. Um, I, it was sort of between two. Tony Dorigo and the, Chris Powell. The, the, now, the Dorigo. Yeah, the, uh, now Tony Dorigo, um, he obviously went to Italia '90, and I think he played for Leeds and Chelsea, and he was and he was a very very good footballer, yes. and he was again another one of those that Smith signed, older head, didn't need coaching, knew what to do, and again he could take penalties. He scored against Forest away, yes. um, and I remember he used to celebrate, you know, real old-fashioned style football. He used to celebrate with just a, you know, a shake of the fist in front of the fans and a, <laughs> and a come on, you know. He was a real. He looked more like a lawyer and an accountant rather than uh, rather than a footballer. But he was just a classy footballer. He was good on the ball. I think he had a good uh, first part of his career at Derby, um, and he was another one that they just needed to add experience into the team. Another little gem that Jim Smith signed. Um, but my left wing back, I think I'm going to have to go with Chris Powell. Um, he's just, he's, uh, you know, I've, I've met him briefly through work and he's a really nice person. Everyone seems to really like him. Um, I thought he, uh, yeah, you know, group, nice passer of the ball. He had a nice technique as well. Uh, he worked incredibly hard. Um, had good relationship, I think, with storage, you know, down that sort of left. Um, and he he was just a solid, solid footballer, gave it his all. I believe he was player of the year. I can't remember what season it was now. I, I can I can picture him now with the with the Jack Stunts trophy. Yeah. But I, I can't remember what won, year. It'd be 99. Hang on, I'll have a quick look. I can't just remember. Sanity. Well, that's it. We'll do both of our heads in, won't it? So we'll... I, he was player of the year, I remember. I just think, you know, um, he probably wasn't the most glamorous of footballers, but some, some, you don't know. Not every footballer in your team needs to be glamorous. They just need to 
put on the shirt I and give everything. Been, and... No, no, 96, 97, he won Player of the Year. Yeah, so first season in the yeah. Premier League. All right, okay, yes, that that would probably make a bit more sense. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad indication. You imagine who was in that team. Yeah. Um, you know, like Stimat, McGrath, Asanovic, you know, uh, those players. And for him to be Player of the, of the Season was... Um, was was great uh, for him. Uh, he's he's a very very good footballer. I'm really pleased he ended up playing for England. Yeah, you know he made, got given his he's chance. He's made all but one of the the elevens we've done so far. Out of all of them, he's made all but one. He was quite. He was a very consistent footballer, and he gave it his all. And I think he was Derby's sort of left back for uh, three, four seasons, yeah. maybe, something like that. And I was just trying to think of fullbacks, especially left fullbacks, since then. There's not really been one that's consistently stuck in my head. I know Forsyth, I thought, um, uh, it, it did really well, and then he got injured, and he's he's um, he, he he's he was more of a winger, I think, when he first joined Derby. I think he was yeah. a winger at Watford, um, but I, I do like Forsyth. I think again, I think he's an underrated player. Um, some people might disagree, but um, no, I'm a big fan. I'm a, I'm a fan I, of Forsyth. I think um, I think Powell for me. Powell is uh, yeah, he's going to be on that left wing, uh, left wing back. Sorry. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I think like we say, all but one so far have picked Chrissy Powell there, and there's even people that have watched Derby in the seventies and eighties and had even more choice. So that that's a real indication of how good he was and how how loved he was by the Derby fans. Um, I think my midfield. Uh, it's only really just dawned on me that I don't actually have a full 11. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working out one more position, but I'll go with my two midfielders. I like this. We're doing I'll it go... live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with my two midfielders. I'm going to go, I'll go with Aliosa Rosanovic. Yeah. Rosanovic was just, oh, fantastic footballer. Like, just that left peg was just, uh, he could just destroy teams from 25 yards. He um, again with no no pace, didn't need it. He was a good passer of the ball. He could keep the ball, taking the ball off him. I remember against West Ham. I think it was against West Ham. He um, he started like juggling the ball on his head and really? running with it, and then he flicked it through for Sturridge. And I think Sturridge was then brought down, and then Sanovic scored the penalty. Um, just free kicks. He was brilliant at set pieces. Free, you know, he was just an excellent footballer. And again, in that first season, he contributed like McGrath. Um, just gave Derby something different. You know, really raised the level. Yeah. Um, you know, he could open. You know, he could unlock a door. Um, you know, a bit of magic, and and Derby were in. Um, he took, he adapted quite quickly, I think, to the Premier League. He scored some big goals. Um, now I know it, it really he was only effective for one season. The next season he sort of faded a little bit, but that's that one season again. Like McGrath, he contributed massively to Derby staying up. Yeah, a big thing with Sanovic as well was the, the non-EU rule coming in, wasn't it? Where, well, yes, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah, he, um, yeah. It was amazing to think that that was a thing. Um, yeah, three non, it, only three non-EU players in your match day squad, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you know that uh, that was 
that was that was certainly um, hampering a lot of um, a lot of players. And it was a similar obviously, time when they Poom, signed Poom coming in and people like that, yeah, it was obviously going to be very difficult. But Asanovic was just great. You know, he was great at the baseball ground. The baseball ground, the small pitch, seemed to suit him. It was quite, you know, quite a tight pitch, and um, yeah, he was he was excellent setting up goals, scoring goals. Um, yeah, he was he was brilliant, and he um, yeah he's uh, he's in my midfield. Uh, alongside him, um, I'm gonna go with Robin van der Laan. I knew you'd say that. I nearly went too uh, far before you said it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now van der Laan, um, he. Uh, that first season, uh, he played in the, in what is now the championship. It was the first division then. He he was signed by Jim Smith, and along with sort of uh, similar attributes to Daryl Powell, big, strong, good in the air. Uh, Bandelon was a good passer of the ball. You know, he could, um, he could he had a good eye for for a good ball, long field ball, or a short pass. He was a very good footballer. Got stuck in. He looked again. He looked like a rock star. You know, his long sort of you know, uh, wet look hair, bit yeah. of a bit of a bit of a beard, and he just go charging around the pitch. You know, trying to get the ball. You know, getting the ball back, getting tackles in, um, and then obviously he scored the header to take us into the um, yeah. into the uh, Premier League. You know, good back post header. Um, uh, I love watching those highlights, that, that, especially of that game, Derby County v uh, Crystal Palace, um, Bandalarm back post, uh, great header into the corner, no chance for Nigel Martin. Yeah. Um, and I know in the second season, uh, well, the first season of the Premier League, his second season, he, he didn't really play to begin with, if I remember rightly. He played a few games, but then he really came into his own the second half of the season, like from November onwards. Um, I remember him scoring. I remember him like doing like you know like lollipops, you know, flip, you know, yeah. and then hitting it into the bottom corner. I think that was against either Villa or Tottenham. Yeah, and he, he came up with some good goals in the in the Premier League. But he again, he and he seems a bit of a character as well. I had my picture taken with him uh, uh, about a year ago um, at Pride Park, and uh, he's pretty much the same. Obviously, he's shaved his head now, but um, he, uh, he 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 was a really nice man. And uh, yeah, he was, he, he was really effective in that first season in Premier League. Um, you know, strong, quick, could get back the pitch. You know, good feet, good feet. Um, and uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I think I'm gonna have him as captain. Really, you kind of got to really. If someone get, if someone's captain of your team and gets you to the Premier League in his first season. You've kind of got to go with him, Captain Fantastic. Yeah, so definitely. he's my captain. Right, I'm going to surprise you now. Go on. Oh, no. <laughs> well, my top two doesn't include Malcolm Christie. Oh, see, when I read my team out and said one of them's in, I, I'd have put thousands on the fact that you had Malcolm Christie in there. Now, the reason being, my top two are Paolo Wanchop and Dean Sturridge. Paolo Wanchop. I mean, I think it was only a few days ago. It was the anniversary of his goal against Old Trafford. I will never tire of seeing that debut goal. This kid from Costa Rica beating the best yeah. defence in, in England, beating the best goalkeeper in the world. With absolute and, contempt. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> he took him on down the middle and 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 he and he slotted it home and then he celebrates like uh, old Trafford, like giving it, you know, arms out and then fist in the air. You just think, yes, that is a moment for a Derby County fan that that you know will live with us forever. Yeah. Um, he was incredible. I mean, he didn't really know what he was doing until like the last half a second, and then he did it. Yeah. You imagine being a defender up against someone that doesn't really know what they're doing until the very last minute. It must have been a nightmare. Yeah, I can remember for... being as a kid talking about it as a kid in the playground, and even as a kid saying. I can have vivid memories of saying, "Well, he doesn't know what he's going to do. So, how does the defender know what he's going to do?" And we did yeah. the last podcast. Even he didn't know what he was doing. He sort of did things, and he just kind of came off. He, he was he was fearless in his approach. He just did things. Um, sometimes they wouldn't come off, but it didn't matter. Um, his first, well, obviously, he came towards the end of the first season in the Premier League, but then his second season, no one, the defenders really struggled with him because he was. He was tall, strong, uh, you know, quite a skinny lad, but he was quick, um, good on, good with his, uh, good with his feet, knew where the goal was, and he was good in the air as well. He was, yeah. he was almost kind of a complete striker, and he, you know, to do that on your debut against Manchester United, you've got to have some confidence. Um, so yeah, Paolo one shop, he was, he, he was just incredible for Derby. And then I've got, I was going to partner him with Malcolm Christie, but there's something about Dean Sturridge that just kind of won't go away. Yeah. Um, he, the pace that he had it just like terrorised um, defenders in the in the first division. The pace was just unbelievable. I think as well because not a lot of teams knew who he was. Um, he was he he was kind of an unknown sort of gem, and he would just run past players and he was very direct, very, you know, I love how he used to run after the ball, you know, sort of, you know, go charging after the ball. And, and he was a great finisher, really good finisher, scored goals, scored goals in the Premier League, you know, when we got there. Um, and then, I mean, that goal against Arsenal, that Highbury. I was just picturing that as you as you said, scoring goals in the Premier League, it bounced off the bar and hit the net about another. Oh man, time, it's just oh, I remember watching it on match of the day, just thinking that is an unbelievable goal to beat. He beat, I think he beat Tony Adams. He Tony chested Adams, it down, yeah, pushed Tony it Adams past, went diving in with two feet, and Sturridge just like skips past him. Yeah, skips past him like he wasn't even there, and he's absolutely rifled it into the top corner. Well, it's hit the bar, isn't it, almost, pretty much. And hit the bar, gone back down, I mean, in front of the away fans as well. In front of the Derby fans was just an incredible goal. And he scored goals. He scored goals, all different types of goals. Um, and I think without his goals, they, they might not have got to the Premier League. They might have uh, struggled a little bit. So he was a big, he's played a big part in getting Derby to the Premier League and then keeping us there in the first and second season. So one chop and storage up front. Um, so I need one more player. Um, I know it's a bit contradictory because of <laughs> Malcolm Christie is probably my favourite player and he's not going to make my all-time 11. Um, but I need one more player sort of either in midfield or playing off the uh, front two. Yoz has got to be there, hasn't he? Will Hughes? Is he not there or thereabouts? Is he in your thoughts? He is in my thoughts. Um and I, it's between him and Bayano. Oh wow! Yeah, 
Now, I really like Will Hughes. I think mean, uh, you know I always look out for Watford's results, and if he's playing, if Watford are on the telly, I always try and see if he's, if he's playing. I want to see him progress. You know, if he's come through, you know, uh, through Derby, and you you want to see you know people in your in your town do well, uh, City rather. Um, so it's between him and Bayano. Um I think I'm gonna have to go with Bayano. Um he in that first season it was just such a great time to be a Derby fan. They had they were just beating teams for fun at home. They lost the odd one, uh by quite a few goals, I think. Yeah. Uh, a couple of times. But that didn't matter. It didn't matter at all, you know. Bayano and Arania were just they're just different different class. Bayano were um Again, you know, it wasn't blistering pace. Didn't need it because they had such good feet, and he wasn't that tall. He, the kit that they used to wear, you know, the yeah. the Puma kit, three quarter length arms, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, real old fashioned thing. He looked, he, he looked too big for him, but he sort of had a bit of a swagger and a bit of, you know, street style football, and and he and he, and he contributed hugely in that first season at Pride Park he was a great he was a cracking footballer it was a great find by Jim Smith you know obviously he bought Iranio and Bayano and they worked brilliantly i mean he played storage Bayano and Wenchop up front and everyone i mean he that's you know Jim Smith looked loved attacking style football and he just went with it um and um it, it was great, you know. He scored some great, you know, overhead kicks, volleys, slotting it in. You know, yeah. it, he was an excellent footballer. He had, a, he, he had, a, he used to play with his earrings in, you know, all taped up. <laughs> um, and I don't know what happened at at the end, why why he left suddenly, you know. But um, you know, he was he, he, he great. He gave great entertainment for Derby fans, and he he um. Him one chop and storage up front was just was just a joy to watch. I'm so pleased I managed to to get to see that. Um, and yeah, he's going to complete my my team actually. I think I'm going to play one chop storage up front with Bayano just in the in the middle, just Lovely. off them. But what I can do is obviously I can I can change my uh, back three to a back four quite easily. You know, I can move daily right back and then have Stim yeah, at McGrath. It's a first eleven. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can, you know, I can tweak things here, here and there. I don't really have a bench to be honest. I haven't really thought that far ahead because I was struggling for a, a, an eleven. Was there any but, that just missed out that people that honourable mention kind of things of people that? Yeah, well, I've got honourable mention. I think I've got about five or six. I mean, um, since I moved away from Derby. Um, I've not really. I've seen various games in London and and uh, occasionally at Pride Park when I've managed to get the time. Um, and, you know, obviously now on TV we get to see a lot, but I know Craig Bryson's contribution has been huge. You know, um, he was excellent in the in the playoff final season against QPR. He was excellent under Steve McLaren, and he was a great servant for Derby. And I think under every manager, he's sort of played. Um, you know, even Lampard, you know, recognised that he was an experienced player. He was a good footballer, and he played him a lot um, in in his team. So Craig Bryson, you know, obviously a hat trick against Forest. You know, it's not bad that. 
Um, and then obviously Will Hughes, class footballer, really good footballer. I really hope he does he does well in his career. I mean, he's still quite young, uh, so he's you know uh, I hope he really does well. Uh, so yeah, Hughes, Bryson, obviously Chris Martin was was probably the best striker in the championship at one time. He was scoring goals for fun, and he was in he was uh, I've met him. He's a very nice person. Um, Great hold-up play and a great finisher. You know, he can take free kicks. Um, he uh, he's been a great servant for Derby. I know he, 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 there was a couple of seasons where he didn't play. Obviously, he's, he's, he he hasn't played for what, for various reasons. But he's come back. Actually, he's come back, hasn't he? For uh, for Koku and he scored. I think he's what scored 10, 10 yeah, or eleven 10, this yeah, season. He's like sixteenth all-time scorer now. It's... Yeah. You know, so that's an incredible achievement for someone. Um, you know, he, he he's de- he's definitely up there. Um, Jakob Larsson was a was a an excellent player for Derby. He scored probably one of the best goals I've ever seen. I've probably mentioned this before at home, Man United '96. A, a free kick against Peter Schmeichel was one of the one of the greatest strikes I've ever seen. But he used to defend like uh, he used to stick to defend uh, attackers like glue. You know, he wouldn't let anyone get by him. Like, if he had his back to goal, he'd be there. He'd be, uh, you know, really snapping in, trying to get the ball back. And he was a great addition. Uh, and I really liked him. Um, so, yeah, Hughes, Martin, Bryson, Jakob. Um, um, I had a bit, obviously, Christie, Marvin Christie. You know, uh, I, I know he's not made my 11, but he'd be 12 I think... Fun, Sorry, he'd be twelfth man. Yeah, twelfth yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, he'd be first on on the pitch. You know, if any one of my players got injured, even if it was a defender, he'd still come on. We find a way to get him on that pitch. Um, he, uh, yeah, Christie was it was definitely up there, um, but he's just he's just 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 missed out on a place because of Dean Sturridge. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, all the notable, obviously, Carson's my sub goalkeeper. Um, there was a couple of players as well, like Raziak, Idiakes. Yeah, yeah, that era seems to have been forgotten. It say, has, yeah, yeah, which is a shame because that team under George Burley was excellent. Um, you know, and Tommy Smith, I really like Tommy Smith. He was signed as a striker. George Burley moved him out to the wing and he was an excellent player for Derby. Scored goals on the wing, uh, worked really hard every game. Um, he, he, him and uh, Idiakes, Idiakes was was brilliant at free kicks and set pieces. You know, strong footballer, good on the ball, and obviously Raziak. I remember him scoring a goal for Derby against Stoke, where he seemed to bamboozle two players with. I still can't work out how he did it. He just sort of <laughs> flapped it between his both of his feet and then just slotted it in. It was. It, I remember that that era um, was. Was an uh, was like you say it's been it's kind of been forgotten because there were some good players in that team, um, and yeah, uh, I'm just trying to think of other players that I've I, I always thought Michael Johnson was gave everything for Derby, um, and, and Darren Moore, you know, two two players in, under the Billy Davis era were great, you know, they gave everything for Derby, and. Um, on a similar note, Steve Howard as well. Yeah, Steve Howard. He, he was, yeah. you know, he scored goals. He scored goals for Derby. It, it's obviously, uh, you know, it falls 
under the same cloud as a uh, as the Premier League, you know, the second attempt at the Premier League, which didn't quite go to plan. We won't go into that just now. It never happened um, over it. Yeah, yeah, it never <laughs> happened. Um, and also Giles Barnes. Um, he, I saw him play against Southampton uh, at Pride Park, and on and on the same pitch for Southampton uh, for, for Southampton it was Gareth Bale, yeah. And he scored a great free kick. But the best player that day was Giles Barnes because he was unbelievable playing right wing, up and down, uh, beating players left, right, and centre. Um, he he Barnes was an excellent footballer. Obviously, a couple of injuries here and there hampered him, uh, which is a shame because he he could have could have gone on to be a cracking player. But he was still he's uh, one of those players that. Has, has great talent and you know great athlete as well. Um, it's just not quite worked out for him. But I remember him playing that day against Southampton. I think it was the first game of the season, um, and he was he was brilliant running down the right. Um, also, as well, I quite like Pesky Solido. Paul Pesky Solido Pesh. He scored some goals for Derby. Yeah. Um, I liked him. I liked him as a as a character. He just seemed to know where the goal was. You know, he uh, he scored some important goals for Derby, and I, I liked him. Uh, I liked his approach to the game; that was great. But um, yeah, I could do another Derby eleven of favorite favorite players. You know, yeah, um, that's maybe one for another day. Like your favorite eleven, rather than like the because I kind of did mine as a team that would compete in the championship now. So I was kind of looking at it, going right, I'll put them there. Yeah, that'd be yeah. Good. Um, yeah, I understand that. It's, it's difficult because you want to go with your best, but also at the same time, it's like. Is he in because I like him or is yes. he in because I thought he was really good? It's very difficult. I think it's a fine line. I think, um, uh, I mean, Blake, we, we could have the same conversation tomorrow. and It would be, uh, pro- <laughs> be different, yeah. I'd probably lie awake tonight thinking, why, did I, why have I not put Malcolm Christie in there? Why have I not done it? So anyway, I could put him in. But yeah, as of today, I'm going to go with uh, what I've given you. Um, that is my 11, 3, 5, 2, but... Three, I suppose it's three, four, one, two with Bayano just playing off one shop and storage. Um, and then have you picked a manager? I went Jim Smith, yeah. I'm gonna go Jim Smith as well. well. Jim Smith with the Jim Smith, um, Steve McLaren partnership is what I went for. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely 100%. We'll go with uh, McLaren and then Jim Smith. Um, uh, I've, I've watched a couple of uh, videos on YouTube of of the 95, 96 and 96, 97 season. And yeah, it brings back great memories and seeing those pictures of Jim Smith at the, uh, on the base at the baseball ground, sorry, Derby crystal palace, you know, with the black and white wig on yeah, and yeah. holding the Derby shirt up, you know, you know, they're great, great memories. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a great time to be a Derby fan. And hopefully the future, uh, hopefully we'll have some more like that. Yeah, hopefully we'll have, have a similar conversation in about ten years, and there's a load more players we can throw into. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, there'll be loads of players to choose from. Um, my current favourite player is my Martin Waghorn. Um, I love his approach to the game. He, he seems like a real character. Yeah. Um, and uh, who knows? Maybe in a couple of years' time, my uh, eleven might change. I mean, it, 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 uh, like you say. It could change tomorrow, it could change next week, but I'm going with the the 11 that I've picked for you. 
Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time, Ash, and coming on the podcast. With no worries. Thank you very much for inviting me. Well, mate, one more appearance, mate. You get your hat trick ball in true soccer M style. So ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I look forward to that. And I'm going to be down in London a bit once all this is back to normal and everything like that. So we'll have to meet up and another pint, mate. We'll discuss our elevens. Yes, yeah, so yeah, that 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 sounds great, mate.